how does someone go from, you know, uh, you know, 30 units to like 6,500 and how, and how did you get the money to like buy all these houses in the beginning? Uh, so that's actually a really good question because to buy the very first house I saved, I, I was making like less than 20 grand yeah. a year. Not good. I was yeah. a college kid, right? Inflation, yeah. $18,600. <laughs> I'm not talking about inflation. I'm yeah. just saying like $18,600 was what I made my first year as a college kid working a full-time job. Yeah. On the one hand, more money than I'd ever made. Yeah. On the other hand, still sliding 10 grand in debt because it's not enough. Yeah. So um, I took 14 months and I saved up five grand in the bank account because my my mentor said, you you can get away with a 3% down payment. Oh, okay. Right? And so this is a house hack. Mm-hmm. So I bought my first house with a basement apartment. Yeah. I bought it $40,000 below market. Yeah. $3,300 is all I brought to the table. And when my wife and I moved in and rented out the basement, the whole mortgage was covered. So we lived for free. Got it. 12 months later, I used that equity, yeah. borrowed 20 grand, used it as a down payment on my second house, uh-huh. used the equity on the second house to buy the third. And I basically, through my ingenuity bought, uh, came up with the money for three houses, but then everything changed. You see, when I bought my first house, family and friends thought I was crazy. My literally, my father, looked at me like, I thought you were going to be a doctor. And now you have an undeclared major. You're still going to college and paying for college, but you don't know what you're going to be. And yet you're buying a house in a college. Now you make no sense. I was 30 when I bought my first house, when I was established, when I bought my second house, kind of wrote me off like crazy. Like I wanted my father-in-law's respect, but I wasn't getting it. When I bought my third house, he went, oh, FOMO said it. Turns out three is a magic number. Anytime you do anything to your friend group and you're the first to do it, everyone's going to call you crazy. You do it a second time and you're not dead. They're going to call you lucky. You do it a third time, FOMO kicks in and they say, I'm missing out. So um, what ended up happening is I was getting ready to do my fourth deal. This one was a flip. I needed 20 grand. I didn't have 20 grand. None of my houses had seasoned, no HELOCs, nothing was available. Yeah. And um, my father-in-law, who was the skeptic, called me up out of the blue. Yeah. Now he lived on the East Coast and I'm in Utah at that time, going to college. And he said, I, I just got back from my anniversary trip, you know, with my wife and I was dreaming about you. It's like, this sounds a little bit weird. Don't say it out <laughs> loud. And he's like, no, no, I had a dream that we were investing in real estate together. I'm like, this is really getting weird because yeah. you haven't exactly been what I call a raving fan. Yeah. And he said, Chris, tell me what you're doing and tell me about your first house. And he's like, what'd you buy it for? What are you renting it for? And I could hear the pencil on the page and I heard, could hear the clickety clack of a calculator. I'm like, oh, he's, I know exactly what he's doing. Yeah. He wants to know my ROI. Mm-hmm. So he asked me on my three homes, came to the conclusion, obviously that I must be doing really well because then he said, well, what are you doing next? I said, it's weird that you're calling me. I need 20 grand for a deal. I don't have the money. And he's like, mm-hmm. if I give you the money, will you be my 50, 50 partner? Now, in that moment, I was leaping out of my skin for joy because mm-hmm. I'll be okay making half of the money, putting up none of the money, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But I didn't want to come off uncool. So I was like, oh, that sounds good. We can do that. And um, we did that deal, made money. We did another deal, another deal. We did 50 deals over time. Now, five, six deals in, I'm a senior in college. I'm only at house number nine, three on my own, six with my father-in-law. Got it. He's slowing down. He's running out of money. He's emptied out 401ks and IRAs. Yeah. And um, I thought to myself, dang it. First, I got lucky. Yeah. Because who has a father-in-law like that? Mm -hmm. And then second of all, I'm like, I need more father-in-laws. Yeah. (laughs) And I allowed myself to just start thinking, what does that look like? And I realized 
that I had other people with FOMO that had been checking in on me, an optometrist, a dentist, uh, an executive of a company, another executive, all four of these people that were probably making hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. They all shared something in common. They were in their fifties. They were dutiful 401ks, IRAs that had all gone to college. Mm. They were financially, fiscally responsible. Mm. And I decided I want to see if they are father-in-law capabilities. And I took them all out individually to lunch that week. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I lunch with each one of them. I showed them my portfolio of nine homes. They looked at my ROI. And every one of them, I swear, was mentally thinking, this kid is kicking the trash out of my 401k. Mm -hmm. So they all decided to partner with me. And that meant they put up the money. And what I learned was this. If it's a good deal, there's always money as long as you have a track record. Yeah. And a track record is three, minimally. Mm -hmm. So nine homes became 25, became 100, became thousands. And just raise money. Yeah. And, and, and what it is, is I, I consider a partnership. I'm not syndicating. Yeah. It's literally, I found a deal. I'll do all the work. Hmm. You put up the money and based on my track record now on a lot, we'll go into this 50, 50. And every day people do that with me. people yeah. watch me on social media. They find me and I'm, I'm in a niche that nobody's in. Single. There's a lot out there for flipping and wholesaling and, yeah. and, and multifamily, but for scaling single family, a lot of people are like, dude, you crazy. How? Why on earth would you have chosen to scale single family? I said, because nobody's doing it. Yeah. And because it's hard and we figured it out. It would be so much easier to go multifamily. Like, oh, we just picked up 30 doors or 300 doors yeah. on a project. Yeah. There was financing for a project. But I said, you know, I never quote unquote graduated to that model because I could never get the ROIs to be as high as single family. And so I said, I'm going to prioritize ROI instead of ease. And we'll figure out how to systematize hard. How do you calculate ROI? So in single family, yeah. we look at, um, I like to break my ROI down and add them all up. Okay. So I like to say, if I put in money, how much am I going to get back this year? And that's my cash on cash ROI. Got it. So let's just say that I have a cash on cash ROI of 5%. Okay. Well, then the house is going to appreciate and the bank's putting up 80% of the money. They're putting up 20% of the money. And so based on appreciation in that market and backing that out, I'm doing 18%. There's 18% on my money, 5% on my cash on cash. I'm already at 23%. Mm -hmm. Well, then I have tenants that I am delegating to pay off my house. Yeah. And on average, on a single family home below the median, they're going to contribute about 5% a year towards that pay down. I know ROI. So there's another five. Yeah. Now I'm at, you know. 30. Whatever. Yeah. And then I haven't even looked at my tax benefits. So I, I like to break it down and just say, well, I'm going to treat my cash on cash ROI for managing the property different than my appreciation ROI and my tax benefit ROI and my tenant pay down. But um, the success really actually comes down to standards. And the standard is if the deal ain't going to, on the prospectus, perform at 25% minimal, mm. I'll never look at it. Got it. And the reason was be is because 25% ROI compared to a 401k, it will outperform the, R the 401k 27 to 1 yeah. over 20 years, which means I can help people retire with millions as opposed to tens of thousands of dollars. Got it. So I'm basically the retirement alternative.